Monday Morning Couch Potatoes is back for another edition of NFL Week 2. I'm here with T-Dog. Anything to say for this week starting off? The Bears. The Bears. Well, folks. Huh? Duh. Oh, duh, Bears. Duh, duh, dummy. It's not the Bears. Duh, Bears. Come on, get it right. Well, they almost almost had a duh collapse. But we'll talk more in just a minute. Grab a beer and hit the couch, sports fans. It's time for another episode of Monday Morning Couch Potatoes. Uh oh. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. Bring an in your face sports talk from Chicago, Dallas, Las Vegas, and beyond. And go Bears! And listen in to find out who'll get run over by this week's smack wagon. All that and more coming at you on this week's episode of Monday Morning Couch Potatoes. Here are your hosts, Ron L.V. Wrights and Timothy T-Dog Wiltberger. Well, it was an interesting week, too. We have all the scores and all the fun to talk about, especially for Dallas, Las Vegas, and Chicago, my friends. We just got a text message from one of our uh, Couch Potato family friends out there. Brett says, dude, D. Henry fucked with my Hawks today. He's a Seahawks fan. Won you a game, though. Second half. Second half, D. Henry. First half, D. Henry, not so much. Second half, D. Henry, better than full game, anybody else. That is so true. But he was a little, he was a, I I don't, what happened to that game? I had to go to a hockey game, so I know it was tied going into overtime. Who ended up winning? The Titans, they actually won that game. It was a great finish. Oh my god! That was one of the that was one of the better games of the day. There were a, there were some great football games today. That you know, I had two TVs going. I was switching back and forth. I had the NFL Red Zone. I had the NFL g- game package going, where you could see more than one game. Flip. I did tons of flipping today. Um, I'll have three TVs lined up next week. So three. it's gonna be a lot. E- yeah, three TVs. It's gonna be a lot easier for me to follow all this shit, but. The Titans-Seahawks, that game, that was a great game. Um, the Cardinals-Vikings game turned out to be a really good game. Oh, my God. That yeah. was a really good game, yeah. And and that Rams game, that Rams-Colts game. You know, you went, Wentz got injured and got knocked out, but um, that was still a pretty good game as well. So, But, yeah, another week of really good, good, good football. I mean, this, if this whole season goes like this, this is going to be this is going to be fun. This is going to be exciting. I mean, and it started with Thursday's game that that wacky, crazy Washington uh, New York. Oh yeah, game. yeah. I mean, that was crazy, and the way that ended, and so yeah, some awesome football here in week two. I mean, and and to think we get an extra week of all this shit, dude. Do we do? Oh yeah, seventeen weeks this year, baby. So seventeen weeks of fun instead of only sixteen. Oh, I can't wait. Well, the first thing we, I got to do is crack open my. Yes, I think it's time to celebrate with a beer for today because the Bears won. There we go. There we go. Perfect. There we go. That's tasty. Well, I will tell you this. I needed every one of those points for from Derrick Henry because last week he didn't play so well. 
No, he didn't. He didn't. But 182 yards today, three touchdowns. He had all touch. All three touchdowns were in the second half. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All three. Yeah, because they were getting crushed in the first half. It was uh, Seahawks had 24 points. Uh, Titans only had nine. Yeah, that's right. It was field goals in the first half. So, yeah. How about it? 35 carries, 182 yards, three touchdowns, and the Titans came back and won that game. Um, that game that was a that was a really de- really good game. You know, they have a uh, NFL sports mix on the DirecTV. You could just be on that, and then you can That's catch what I did. You had the sports mix up? Yeah. I had the sports mix on one TV, and then I had the Bears game on the other TV, and then I had the... Next week will be the Red Zone on the third TV. Is that what I'm hearing? Right. Red Zone on the third TV, probably my second favorite game of the day on the other TV, and then the Bears on the main TV. The yeah. afternoon was nice because it was, you know, four games. So you got four on the game mix, but I had the Cowboy game on the main screen. So, well, Derek Henry earned me 47.7 points, dude. <laughs> to think, listen, he scored more points on his own this week than half of the points scored, or I only had 80 points last week as a, <laughs> as a team. He had 47 yeah. this week, 35 for 182, three touchdowns, six receptions, 55 yards. What a second half, dude. That's insane. And what's interesting, and what I was thinking about, because they were down in that game. Are we game. talking fantasy here right off the bat? Is that what we're doing here? No, 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 no. We, I'm talking about the game. They were down. Oh. Uh, um, Hell yeah, they were. Tennessee was down. So I thought, mm, Henry's going to be out. He, they're going to be throwing the ball. But something clicked. No complaints there. Uh, you know what? That's not really typically Tennessee style, even when they're, I mean, unless it's, you know, second and 20 and, you know, they're down by three touchdowns or whatever the case may be. They very rarely will take Henry out of the game, regardless of score. Now, granted, they're typically not out of it, you know, as far as they were today. Yeah. Um, But I, that's not something like you would see where, okay, you know, um, you know, the lions are falling behind by three touchdowns and you can pretty much figure that unless he's catching a pass, you know, Swift is not going to be running the ball. That's not the same thing with the Titans. Cause they know they can get six, seven, eight yards and a chunk of yards yeah. that you would get with a dump off pass. You know, you'd get that with Derrick Henry. So plus he's going to catch the ball out of the backfield. I think he had six or seven catches today out of the backfield. So he's always going to be a threat, always going to be in play regardless of what the score is. But but yeah, I mean, it was it was a, a big time rally um, by Tennessee to come back there at the end of that game. But there was, you know, some of it. I will say, Ron, it got a little got a little crazy today in the NFL. Just kind of as, as I was watching several of these games, I don't know what's going on with this um, this taunting, these taunting oh, yeah. penalties that they're yeah. calling now. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously. There was a taunting penalty against one of the Seattle cornerbacks. Uh, I can't remember who it was. It was bullshit. I mean, it was not, and it was a crucial time in the game, right? Um, you saw two of them in the Bears game, right? Or the Bear, uh, Tayshawn Gibson, I think, had one. Yeah. And then there was one against the against the Bengals, and um, there were uh, several other throughout the day, and some of them were in some criti- pretty critical situations. I, now, you tell me. Do you remember taunting being a major problem in the NFL? Uh, I, no, I don't. No, no. I mean, this, this sounds to me like they're making a big deal out of something that wasn't a big deal just because they like to make big deals. Well, right? they like to raise 
raise stink about shit that doesn't stink. I don't get it. I mean, taunting's not right. Oh, for whatever, dude. It's not right. Okay, well, that that hurts their feelings. There wasn't a huge shit on their feelings. There was there wasn't a huge taunting problem in the NFL. Wasn't. I mean, I don't understand. These guys are very emotional. Is on it. These guys are very emotional out there. It's it's a tough sport, Tim. Didn't they have the what they call it the no fun league back in the day when they were? It's um, still called the no fun league. Actually, it's probably coined by that El Presidente guy from uh, Barstool. David, what is it? What's his last name? I don't know. I'll just call him David P. I think it's like Ponoy or something. Peter Schnitzel. <laughs> no, okay. I'm but I'm telling you, dude, it is, it is, it is some of the ridiculous things. Um, <laughs> yeah, that I've seen, and so, you know, there are you know, granted, you know, first two weeks of the season, you know, there's there's some calls that are are not being made, surprisingly not being made, but figure it's early on but the taunting part and even i'll be honest with you the taunting the, the one that was against the the Bengals was pretty mm-hmm. i thought was pretty weak and i just thought it was I, and, and to be honest with you i thought it was basically our quarterback crying to the ref going but you to- you you threw the flag over there where he taunted he just taunted at me Actually, it wasn't he. I don't even think he was looking at the. It looked like he was looking over at Montgomery and saying something to him. And then they called. He he said he went right into Dalton's face. No, no. I'm talking about Dalton. I don't think Dalton was talking to the referee. Dalton was talking to the running back. And so he was. Dalton wasn't crying for a flag. Sure. It was just whatever. Well, it didn't look like it to me. But I mean, I. Whatever. I, I just think it's stupid, and you see some of these where you're just like, "What?" I mean, you're about ready to turn the dime right there and and change the course of this game and the momentum. Yeah, because some guy shook his arms and yelled really loud. Come on, this is an intense game. It's it's a new type of game. If you're what? literally, I get if you're standing over somebody, you're freaking. Balls are dangling in his face mask, and you're laughing at him because he's laying on the ground in pain. I get it, right? Or, you know, what would they ban? Remember the the slashing of the throat? You know, yeah. They that. took that away because they used to threat, you know, do that shit. Yeah. I get that, but seriously, if these guys are just yelling, clapping, at me, right? And you got to remember, these guys are going at it for sixty minutes, and in some cases, it's a one on one battle where these guys are just, they're trash talking and they're physical and everything else. And you just your emotions get to a point where you get a, a small victory on something or you, you knock a pass away or whatever. You There's no way you can control that. I mean, you, I mean, to the point of where it's not really that, it's not really taunting. You know, it's, it's basic football banter between the two teams. As long as it doesn't get out of hand, I get it. But, what did they say? Did they say, okay, if the guy looks down at him and says something, it's taunting? Well, come on. Yeah, it's just this I is one know. of those it's, weeks that they, that's what they're cracking down this week. I mean, it's like it's like if you remember back when they had the the pass interference that they were gonna um, do the instant replay on. Yeah, and it was a disaster from the start. And you just pray that there, this kind of shit is not gonna cause the, be the difference between winning and losing a game. Um, you know, you hope this does not rear its ugly head. 
I really hope not. But it's it just it was really kind of stupid. A lot of the calls that I saw today regarding that. Well, obviously you've watched quite a bit of football. I did too myself. Of course, I, I watched so. the Bears game. I watched a little bit of the Cowboys game. I didn't get a chance to watch the Las Vegas game. I did have that one. I did have that one on the other screen most of the time. Other than the, um, I think it started off as a pretty good game. Yeah, I mean the the Raiders actually. If you want to talk Raiders, that the one thing that stood out to me was their defense was playing really well. Now I don't know if it's the defense playing really really well or or uh, Roethlisberger needs to hang him up. I mean because he just can't seem to. He's not mobile. I mean, he's never been incredibly well. He has been in the early in his career, yeah. But over the last several years, his mobility certainly has gone down. But dude, it it's now. Granted, he still can make the throws. He's still a smart quarterback. He's got an incredible arm. But it just seems like, you know, they the interior of that offensive line actually did well today. But overall, the the Raiders defense. He either made them look really good, or we need to start talking about the Raiders defense as being pretty damn good. And the Raiders in general being able to compete with the Chiefs there in the AFC West because Derek Carr, dude, he's a real deal, man. Yeah, he made some great throws today. Absolutely. I mean, but, you, it helps. It helps to have you know the speedster rugs out there mm-hmm. through a deep ball to him. But I mean, they were driving the ball pretty consistently uh they ended up with some field goals in the beginning in the first and second half they did yeah uh, field yeah. goals which was great for me because i got carlson on my do you see he got, he got me like 17 points oh. so that was perfect i needed that I, I you know before we get the fantasy i'll just say that i need Devonte adams to play out of his bunghole tomorrow or you need your like kid's 30 gonna points beat, yeah or your kid's gonna beat my ass yeah so i need like three touchdowns from rogers to uh, uh, can't even say it but there you go but yeah, I mean, I and I mean, he's cars thrown for shit. I think he's over eight hundred yards in two games. You had Jacobs out, right? Jacobs was hurt. Yeah, he was hurt. So, so what I saw was car, and I, now I only saw it. I didn't hear it because I had the volume off on that game. Um, but you know, he was doing a great job, like you said, rugs. He was spreading the ball around. He was making good plays. Yeah. Um, I think uh, what's his name that that tackle that you guys drafted in the first round Leatherwood I think is yeah. his name he he, had, he struggled last game how did he do this he, one he's the the couple times that I watched him you know I didn't see him for the whole game so Raider fans forgive me if he sucked again this week but the two the two or three plays that I'm like you know I'm gonna take a look at him and see how well he did he actually did well um, from what I saw he he you know a couple of pass plays and then a running play um, so I don't know maybe he's uh, Maybe he's, you know, he's a rookie, so hopefully he's going to get better. Yeah, he's a big um, guy, but, man. Dude, he's yeah. a big guy. Yeah, but, you know, the Raiders, I think, to me, I mean, in the second half, they played well. Now, granted, the, you know, Pittsburgh suffered some injuries there in the second half. I mean, obviously, a loss of a guy like J.J. or T.J. Watt, right? yeah, well, J.J.'s yeah, brother. Big. Yep. He got hurt. I think it was his groin. Looked like he was grabbing his ball sack, so I'm, I'm assuming that's a groin injury. Um, once he went down, it, it kind of went downhill from there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Carr wasn't getting the pressure uh, up for, up the middle and things like that. So, um, you know, from what I saw, just kind of watching that game in silence, you know, kind of like watching a silent movie from the from the 20s, he, um, he played well. He played really well. And I think that, you know, the Raiders offense is really is showing that they can be really good, even with missing Jacobs. And, um, you know, the defense played well enough against, to me, a Pittsburgh offense that's got shown some flash. Yeah. Najee Harris, man, he's another good rookie that you're going to have to keep an eye on. Yep. 
Um, but you know, we'll see. I mean, it's it's going to be interesting to see um, how well the Raiders can. You know, the Raiders Chiefs. That's going to be fun. I don't know when they're on the schedule, but. Well, I can tell you this. Uh, you're absolutely right. You mentioned that he, you know, he spread it around. He spread it around to uh, two, four, six, eight different receivers. Oh, you got the stats. Nice. Yeah, eight different receivers. Uh, top receiver, Henry Ruggs, the third, five catches, 113 yards, and a touchdown. Um, Waller, five catches for 65 yards. The interesting thing is, and I don't know if we mentioned this on the previous podcast, but Waller was thrown to targeted, I think they said like, 20 times last Monday night game. Some ridiculous yeah. number. Um, they Waller, Ruggs, and Renfro all were targeted seven times, and uh, Drake came in for six targets. All of them made most of the catches they needed to do, five out of seven, five out of seven, five out of seven. So um, another great game by Derek Carr. He goes uh, 28 of 37 for 382 yards, two touchdowns. He was sacked twice but other than that no pick so he did what he needed to do his passing rating was 126.2 so not terrible well yeah roethlisberger 27 of 40 so they they obviously i mean Najee harris you're absolutely right he did i believe he did uh get a reception for a touchdown he had five receptions yeah, 43 yeah. yards yeah. yeah but he only had 10 carries for 38 yards i mean they held um raiders held them to 39 total rushing yards yeah, and Vegas only had fifty-two, so you can tell, you know, that Jones was a, a is a factor offensively for rushing, but thirty-nine yards—that's not terrible. And they held uh, Pittsburgh to two hundred ninety-five yards uh, defensively. Yeah, but. like I said, the defense definitely played better. And you mentioned Rugs. I mean, he had a good game, but that's—I mean, Carr's going to need this team's going to struggle to run the ball. There's no question about it, and yeah. you don't want to become one-dimensional, um, but. Derek Carr is proving that if we're going to be one-dimensional, I'm going to figure out a way to do it. Um, And it looks like, actually, Leatherwood, so I saw him in the first half. um, It looks like he was injured, and and he missed the second half. So I didn't even notice that when I – I mean, granted, I didn't try to look him out or seek him out when I was watching it. Sure. So I don't know what he's got going on, but apparently he was injured, so – who knows what's going on with him? And your defensive player of the week, which was Max Crosby last week, uh, only had two to- two tackles, two solo, and uh, no sacks or anything. Really, the guy that played out of his head was uh, Denzel Perryman, defensively for the Raiders. Uh, yeah. Six solo tackles with uh, six assists, I guess, total tackles uh, for 12. 12 total tackles. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Um, Solomon Thomas still was able to get two sacks out there. And uh, I don't know if they had any interceptions. I think they had one. Did they? Let me look. Yeah, they had one one pick. So it was a it was an interesting game. The Raiders win on the road. That's a big one. 26-17 to, to Pittsburgh. Well, Dallas played today there, T-Dog, and that's kind of your hometown now because you're a big Dallas fan living in Dallas. Well, it's where I call home, and it's my uh, t- I guess I would make it my hometown, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think they have a football Did, team in, in your actual town in, in uh, Texas, but nevertheless. <laughs> well, you know, there's some, there's so, again, there's several things about this game that, that stood out to me. Um. You know, the one, probably the biggest thing to me, again, there were some stupid penalties in this game. Um, and this is, there's there's a guy on on Dallas 
I don't know if you've heard the name Trayvon Diggs. Okay. okay. Have you heard the name Trayvon Diggs? Well, By chance? No. I don't Do you remember that name? No. Okay. I remember it now. He seems to. He seems like he's. He is gonna be really, really good. I mean, he was all over the place today. Everywhere the ball was, he was there. Now, granted, he made he made a couple of mistakes that stood out. Okay. Um, but overall, uh, incre- He basically lifted the Dallas defense, and the defense did play well today. Um, but overall, I think you look at what what he was able to kind of get after and. Uh, he was a ball hawk. He was all over wherever the ball was. Diggs was there. He had some great plays defensively. Uh, had an, an incredible interception. Um, you know, today I think it was Diggs. That, yeah, he had the interception today. So this is his second year, I think. He's a cornerback, and this I believe this is his second year. Um, and you know, so remember that name because you know the whole thing has been about the offense, right? And how bad the defense was last year, giving yeah. up the big play. Um, you know, and today, you know, Prescott didn't throw for over 400 yards today. Like he has had to over several times, uh, the running game actually, you know, the, the Cowboys offensive line, they almost look like the kind of offensive line they had before, you know, a couple years ago when they were the best in, in football, right? Yeah. Uh, Pollard. I mean, your, your, your son's guy there, Elliot, he didn't even get the, you know, he got the majority of the carries, but he had, what, just 70 yards or so. Yeah. Or Pollard. Pollard was running hard. 109 yards on 13 carries. I mean, he really he really did well. Yeah, and a um, touchdown. Absolutely. Yeah. I know but my anyway, son was you know, pissed about it. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, overall, the defense played really well. There was a big interception at the end of that, you know, in the end zone, actually, at the end of the third quarter that really killed that charger drive, uh, the, a charger drive, and really kind of turned the momentum back into Dallas. Um, but again, the, the one knock I would put, you know, I don't know how much of this game you were able to watch, but the, the, the one knock is there's still some pretty shitty time management, especially at the end of regulation. And if you remember, that's what Mike McCarthy was kind of known for up in green Bay, just not being able to make good decisions when, when it was critical. And in those time frames. Late in the game, late in the quarter, when, you know, uh, stressful situations, whatever the case may be, he just seems to be, a, sometimes he just makes boneheaded decisions. And he did that there. Um, but, you know, he got lucky and he got saved by uh, by Zerline, like you said. Oh, Zerline, yeah. 50-something yards, yeah. 56 I mean, yard, yeah. Yeah, it shouldn't have been. It shouldn't have been that. I mean, they had, I think they had like 20 seconds left and they're letting it, they had a timeout. You know, what the hell are you doing? It just made no sense whatsoever, and they were ripping the shit out of him on the... I did turn the volume up for that one, and they were ripping him the shit for that call. Oh, the really? Thereof or whatever. Oh, yeah. So I don't know what... I, don't, I really don't know what the hell McCarthy was thinking, but it was pretty bad. Well, Dak Prescott went 23-27 uh, for 237 yards and a pick. No touchdowns thrown, which, you know, for fantasy... That was good because that's who I was playing against as quarterback. There you go. So that, there you go. That was helpful. Uh, but you're absolutely right. Tony Pollard went 13 for 109 and a touchdown. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott went 16 of 71 and a touchdown. And then uh, C.D. Lamb, eight catches on nine targets, 81 yards, no touchdowns, though. And really nothing else spectacular. I mean, three catches by Blake Jarwin, and Tony Pollard had three catches. So – Nothing crazy. Amari Cooper was kind of held to, you know, under Superman levels, thank God. And there, there was 
Dak ended up fumbling the ball at one time. So you're absolutely right. Uh, Dallas is it's going to be interesting. It's nice to see that they they did win one against the Chargers. Probably should have. I think I don't think I pegged them as a loss for this game. Just when we remember when we were talking talking the Chargers and the Bears, you know, wins losses a couple mm-hmm. podcasts back ago. Yeah. I think I had the Dow- uh, Cowboys for a yeah, win. Who knows? I'll have to look back and get that out for the next podcast and kind of go over what we're and I I'm pretty sure I had the Bears one and one for sure. But speaking of the Bears because that's what everybody's waiting for, right? I I don't know, are they? I guess not. Some crickets out there. (laughs) So the well, you know, dude, what a lot of storylines in this one. Holy shit, we were talking about it. When is you know what? Several podcasts ago, when is Justin Fields going to start? I think I said like week six against the Packers. I think you said like week five, maybe. Yeah. Maybe against the Raiders. Well, or something? we, we weren't talking know. by we weren't talking by injury though, right? Not as well. I did. I think I. Well, maybe not. Maybe I didn't wish him an injury, but I don't know. I dude, it's you know this is you hear about um, teams that kind of go through this stuff with quarterbacks that the fans want and quarterbacks that the team wants for whatever reason. Um, you heard me say it before last last week. And he was bringing fields in with like these really weird like gimmick plays and yeah and sh- and I said don't do that shit either play him or don't right but none of this ticky tack shit right well now it's it's his time or at least it was for today I mean he, you heard I don't know if you heard the talk on the broadcast where Dalton was like oh, I'm good I can go back in and they're like yeah we you know we're gonna take it easy and make sure you're okay and leave fields out there you wonder if that was um, you know, if Nagy was taking this as an opportunity to say, let's see if Fields can do it, and if he can, he's going to make my job a lot easier to tell Dalton Fields is starting next week. Mm, okay. But now the question is, is did Fields do enough? Well, some people are going to say, I don't know. I mean, granted, you know, rookie, you know, he's a rookie, right? So he's going to have some jitters. He's going to have some mistakes. Yeah, uh, had a couple of false starts, which is rare for a quarterback. You usually don't see that. Now, granted, the second one was more of a kind of a miscommunication between him and the center and the and the guard, <laughs> but that's pretty rare, <sighs> right? That sh- <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, now, granted, yes. I mean, his 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 he's on am- he's amped up. He's got his nerves going. Premature premature ejaculation on well, the I don't field. know if I was going to go that far. Gross, but anyway. Um, but yeah, he fumbled the, fumbled the football. You know, you gotta, you gotta make sure you, when you got pressure coming from your backside, you gotta make sure you're, you're ready for that. And you, you put two hands on the ball. He threw that pick, which that was a pretty ugly interception. That was right? pretty bad. Yeah. Right. I but mean, again, I don't think he saw him. I mean, I'm not going to say that it was a, a Trubisky kind of deal where he just watches and watches that guy, you know. I just think because uh, they well, they had a shot it, of him. They had the shot, a camera shot of behind the quarterback, and when when you when the camera was panning to where he was going to throw, I couldn't see the guy either with everybody that was kind of in the way. So I'm not going <laughs> to put it completely on him. I mean, it was a it was right to the 
Right to that dude. Well, it's not. Yeah, I'm not going to take away from a great play by the defense. I mean, the, the defense, the linebacker did a great job disguising the blitz and, and then breaking off the line and making the pick. Yeah. Um, but as you know, still a rookie mistake. You know, I mean, you, you've got to be able to recognize that. But again, he also dealt with a couple of drops today, especially a Rob, that big one in the in the end zone. That would have been a touchdown. Um. Oh my but, you God. know, dude, yeah. I, there were some flashes, though. You know, he showed good field vision, I think, today. I mean, that pass to Mooney on that third and long after the, the turnover on, uh, in the, I think it was in the third quarter. Yeah. That was a good example of that, right? Great field visit, vision. Yeah. Uh, was able to look the safety off. That's the kind of stuff you want to see with him because you look at him, he doesn't look nervous in the pocket. No. He kind of sets in there and he's looking around. He doesn't look like he's panicking. Um, and on that, the, basically the run that sealed the game, which was when he it was third down and he was almost tackled in the backfield, but he was able to break free and run for the first down. Yeah. That's the, those are the kind of plays that you're going to have with him. That's the kind of the, the things that you're going to, you know, anytime you go to a close game like this and you say there was that one play that made the difference, that was the one that was obviously the one that broke the back of the Bengals right there because they're, the momentum was most definitely on their side. Yeah, for sure. Right? They were storming back, and he made a great play. I mean, let's talk. So, let's, I don't know. Yeah, let's talk Bengals. I mean, Joe Burrow throwing three picks in a row. I mean, that, <laughs> yeah, wasn't that great? And then the next two throws, touchdowns. I know he was he was five for five in five passes. He completed all five of them. The first three were to the Bears. The second two or the last two were for touchdowns. Yeah, that's it was, freaking insane. It was insane. I, I wonder if that's ever happened before. I get, I'm sure there's been three interceptions on multiple in plays, row? but mm-hmm. I'm probably, dude. I mean, football's Maybe. been around a hell of a long time. Uh, but, yeah. You know, who knows? It was. So go ahead and do the research on that for next podcast. Let me know if you find it. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you this. It was definitely uh, interesting to watch. It was great to see the defense actually step up. I can. I'm still I'm still 50-50 on um, Eddie Jackson. Oh, God, I knew you were going to bring him up. I'm still 50-50. Well, you know why you're 50-50? Yeah. Because he actually... Okay, why are you 50-50? Because he he did what he needed to do. One of the plays, he was able to come rush up the middle or get that big stop for third down. Tackle for loss, yep. Even after Burrow sensed it, and he brought in uh, Jamar Chase to block him. Yes. And Chase didn't get the block. He tried to chip him. Yeah, I I was like, great, great. And then... And then he forced to fumble. Yeah, that's great. Okay. okay. And then that, that what is it? The first touchdown pass after the three interceptions. He throws he throws to uh your boy. Actually, you needed him fantasy, so I'm sure you're yeah, quite yeah. happy to get it. Oh yeah. But there he goes running by the guy. Like, what are you doing, dude? Like, well, he, don't he made, get him no, out no, on the he, coverage. Don't he get him out. Tackle there. on that play. His other guy, tackle. his own. Well, yeah, he, his own yeah, player. he tackled Vildor, but, <laughs> but it was a great tackle. Did you see how he took him out? Vildor was on the ground instantly. That's a great play. Yeah, that's that, the kind of physical. That's the kind of physicalness you want to see. Is that a word? Physicalness. Yes. You want to see out of your safety. No, but uh, dude, I agree with you wholeheartedly, right? Because I started. The one thing that got me is that Olay tackle he had on that big that third down. That allowed the Bengals to keep the momentum going, um, you know, until Smith saved the day. Which, by the way, we'll yeah. get to Smith in a second. Yeah. But I, I, I saw the replay of that, and I sent that to you know Chuck and those guys. And I'm like, look at this shit. What's this? I mean, he literally tried to arm tackle him, and then pulled his arms away and held him up, almost like a, oops, I'm sorry. 
It's like, what? What are you doing? It's like, dude, it's literally like he's lost his nerve. Yeah. So I don't know what I don't know what the issue is in coverage with him. Now, granted, he's always had problems. Even when he was at Alabama, he's always had problems when he with tackling and and not being a good pure tackler. Um, he's brutal. and he's made enough good like plays, turnovers, and things like that. That or has you know, he been sh- lucky? <laughs> well, maybe. Maybe he's not the guy from 2018. No. So, yeah, I mean, I, I do definitely want to see a hell of a lot better out of... Now, granted, our defensive backfield, other than Duke Shelley, Duke Shelley needs to go and do something else other than play in the NFL. Um, he can't even keep up with a tight end. So I don't know what the hell he's doing in there. Yeah. But regardless, I think overall, other than Gibson, you know, he did have that stupid taunting in first half. He actually had that blown coverage as well. Yeah. But he played better in the second half. It seems... And you look at how... What, they have five sacks today? Um, I mean, that was like the, yeah, the was Bears of old, right? Some of that was due to there was some good coverage. I mean, you got to put some some props on the coverage, not necessarily just from the, the, the back four, but what about the linebackers? And Roquan Smith, player of the game, by far and away player of the game. Oh, absolutely. Again, typical Roquan all over the place, gets that great interception, takes it for the touchdown, um, excellent sack on the delayed blitz. I, I thought he just played out of his mind today. And th- this is the defense definitely played a hell of a lot better than they did last week. Other than, and, but then as soon as I'm like, well, but at least they didn't, they had one thing they've been doing differently is they're not giving up the big plays because, and then, uh, and then they go and throw that. Big I was going to say freaking Jamar chase. That's because, <laughs> well, that's because um, Burrow didn't throw any big plays. Now he took a, no, he took a few. Well, he t- there was a few shots that he took, but also there was a few where he was gonna go long, but we had it covered well. I hear you. So he either had to roll out and throw it away, or he had to dump it off. But you could see he was sizing up and ready to go deep uh, on a few of those play action, especially in the third. In the, I think it was towards the end of the third quarter. So, and it was but, yeah, it was four sacks today by the Bears. Oh, I thought they had five. Oh well, still. Four is, you know, pretty good. Jalen Johnson getting his first interception. Jaylen. First career interception. Yeah. Yep. Jalen Johnson me. got three yards on that pick. Roquan Smith with his pick got 53 yards and a touchdown, baby. Mm-hmm. And then Angelo Bla- Blackson had another pick. Blackson. I don't but know. I don't know. I don't know much but, about Blackson. No, I don't either. <laughs> Who's that guy? But, but back to Fields, though. So what are you thinking? I mean, obviously, rookie. I mean, he's a rookie. He's going to make some mistakes. He did did some things out there. He showed some of his athleticism, though. Like I said, with that run, um, and you know how how much better would he have been if he had better play calling? Right? Mm-hmm. I, I still have a problem with some of the calls that we made. I mean, third and thirteen, you run a three yard out. That was a designed pass, by the way. Oh, is that is that, that wide receiver screen bullshit? It was. It was actually it looked like a three yard out. I mean, it just you me, know, you yeah, just, me and, we're still making those stupid calls. I thought they were going to burn that from the playbook. That that play. It's the worst play in football, and <laughs> well, we, we tend to I, do it all the time. Yeah, Steve and I have been asking for that to be burned for shit since the Lovey Smith days. It's, um, it, I don't know why they keep it in. Just a, let's bring yeah. back a little Lovey. 
It never works. <laughs> Even my son's like, that play has never gotten you 10 yards. So why would you keep it in? Yeah. What are you, you're well, hoping for one missed tackle? Listen, you're not playing against your own team. It'd be different if you were playing against the Bears because they would give up 10, 15 yards on that kind of play. But for some reason, we can't even get, you know, we get three yards, maybe. Yeah. But Justin Fields, yeah, he was 6 of 13 for 60 yards, and he had a pick. But but here's the thing, though. If A-Rob catches that ball, that and it was perfectly thrown, that goes between the wickets in the end zone, think of the momentum that he that kid has. You know what I mean? Dude, he's yeah, just a few. Play sort of going crazy. He's he's just a few plays off from, from and it, and not even his him being off. That much, that the other the wide receivers like Mooney had one like off the glanced off his fingertips, like he's mm-hmm. a few it's catchable that should have been caught, and and a Rob should should as difficult as you know falling down in the end zone. He makes those catches, dude. That yeah. guy gets paid to you make throw those throw to catches. him 9 out of 10, he makes that catch. Absolutely. The so it wasn't like it was an underthrown ball, though he had thrown you know some underthrown balls. But I feel like those types of plays, once they start connecting, should just make Justin Fields just even more confident and comfortable being out there. Yeah, he had one pick. But Andy Dalton, I mean, he was 9 of 11 for 56 yards and a touchdown. Okay. You know, nothing so, nothing so let, me you, so let me tell you this. So Dalton, okay, I'm going to ask you this. So Dalton, pretty pedestrian, pretty much did what he did last week. Short, intermediate throws, safe throws, dink and dunk. Okay, you didn't get the same offense today out of Montgomery that you had last week, so it was a little bit different there. Yeah. Fields, you know, is, was it rookie jitters? Was it the play calling? Was it whatever? You're Matt Nagy. Who do you start next week? I think you're still starting Dalton. If he, Well, I should have said if he's healthy. So if he's 100% healthy, you're starting Andy Dalton. Yeah. Because if you ask any coach, or well, maybe not any coach, but if you ask most people throughout the history of you should not lose your starting position over an injury per se. So was he injured? Yeah, I think they said it could have been like a, a strained ACL is what I'm thinking, is what I heard. Somebody said that it was like a strained ACL. So it was more his knee, not his ankle or foot. Though mm-hmm. I thought it was funny when he was running. And I'm like, oh, there he goes. He's hurt. <laughs> and I was kidding. Yeah. <laughs> But he ended up being hurt, and I don't know. I mean, I well, once so again. That's what you're saying. You'd start Dalton. Yeah, I would start Dalton. But once again, though, I'm, I feel like if, if you had a couple of those plays that were, were catchable balls or were caught, you'd almost have to lean towards fields. But they weren't. They were great throws, but you know. But this is what we were waiting for, though, T Dog. We were waiting for the fact to see fields out there with the, with the number one team. And he made some good throws. I mean, even even uh, Komet had a good catch in for ten yards, but that got he pushed off. So that was a, another good play by Fields by making that pass. But I so think I think you're so still. What what, what's say. next? Well, first off, who's next week? What? Well, who, who are we playing next week? Oh, it's the Browns. Man, it's the Browns. So you got to think about now. The Browns are that's a 
a very, very fast defense. Yeah. They're a high pressure defense. If Dalton is not a hundred percent, he's not gonna be able to run like he was because he was able to run today. He's not gonna be able to do that against the Browns. If he's not gonna be able to do that, you know, he's gotta be one hundred percent as if he wasn't injured. But here's the thing with me. You start whoever gives you the best chance to win the game. Period. Okay. That's what you do as a coach. That's what you do as an NFL head coach. That's what you do as a franchise. And they're seeing him day in and day out, the both of them, Dalton and Fields. Whatever, whoever out of those two gives you the best chance to win on Sunday. Because really all we saw as fans was, you know, two and a half quarters of Justin Fields. They get to see him every single day. You can't, I hope, that the Bears are not playing Dalton just because they promised him the job. I hope if they say Dalton is starting next week, it's because they truly feel, based on what they've seen in practice and based on what we've seen in that game, that Fields is not ready. And that it wasn't just, you know, rookie jitters or whatever the case may be. I don't know that I'd want to throw him out there against the Browns anyway, to be quite honest with you. But I have a I have a, a feeling that Fields is probably going to be taken over a lot earlier than we think. Mm. That's just my two cents. So. Is he gonna, I don't know. We'll see. Is he going to be taken over because he the the game is out of reach? <laughs> no, he's going to pull a pull a uh, Tanya Harding and have his other knee taken out. Nice. There you go. No, it was it was a it was a almost came back down to being a nail biter. It was really twenty. The game was really twenty to ten. Oh. Good call. That chair is awfully squeaky. Yeah, I gotta get this chair oiled here. So sipping my beer. I mean, twenty to, twenty to ten. Well, what, what was it really like? Twenty to three? Wasn't it really yeah. what it was like? Something like that. It was seventeen to three. Yeah, it was twenty to three at the end, um, in the fourth quarter. So you know, you felt like okay, he could you know time management keep keep the ball going. Should have no problem winning this game, and it, it got a little closer than I would like to have seen it. Uh, Twenty seventeen, it felt like it was slipping away, didn't it? It sure did. It did it, I almost felt yeah. like here we go again. Yeah, exactly. Here we go again. So once again, uh, Chicago ends up winning twenty to seventeen over Cincinnati Bengals. They're both both teams are one and one. So, is there any uh, games that uh, besides the three we talked about and? Tennessee, anything else that jumps out at you for this week in the NFL? Well, I mean, to me, the Rams, a big win on the road against the Colts, and it was a lot closer than probably most people felt it was going to be. Um, you know, as you mentioned, Stafford threw a couple of touchdown passes to Cooper Cup, who got me 36 points in the fantasy football, so i got to be happy about that. Yeah, um, Bill's coming back big, dominating against the Dolphins even without Josh Allen having a good game. I mean, Allen did not play well in that game. He did throw a couple of touchdowns, but he was yeah. he was a victim of some drops in that game. Um, but, you know, Devin, nice to see Devin Singletary step up. I think Double T was hurt. Yeah, he got I hurt. I want to say he's mm-hmm. out of there. Yeah, so he's hurt, so that's a pretty big injury. You know, it was interesting because um, uh, you're saying that the last time that the Bills or the last time the Dolphins ended up being blanked, or was it the Bills? No, the last time the Bills blanked a team, it was uh, the New England Patriots a couple of years ago, I think it was. Mm. And it was the same quarterback. 
the backup quarterback that they played against, whoever that was. Oh. But just, you know, just so you guys are aware, we are taping live. Uh, we're taping live while the Chief Rams game's going on. And I know the Don't Chief- say anything about it, though, because I've got it paused. <laughs> I'm going to watch it when we're done with this thing. So don't say anything about it. I want to go see well, it. Well, I will tell you this, folks. I'm pretty sure that this game will be just equivalent to the Monday night game. It's going to be one of those very tight games, I'm thinking. Game of the week right there. It might be, folks. It might the be, one thing. The one thing I will say stood out this week was another kind of look at the rookie quarterbacks. We talked about, we talked about Justin Fields already. Yeah. Right. Um, we had a battle of the, them in uh, Patriots jets. The, the yeah, Patriots the jets mm-hmm. and you know, Zach Wilson struggled through four interceptions, right? 19 out of 33 for, for 210 yards through four picks. Um, so he obviously had the, the rookie jitters, whatever you want to call it. Mac Jones, didn't play terrible, but, you know, no touchdown passes in the game, but they got enough offensively, a couple of rushing touchdowns. Yeah. He, did, um, the he defense, did exactly what they wanted, you know, managing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, again, it was – it was a, the turnovers killed the Jets. I mean, you got you got to protect the football. Um, but also, you know, the um, uh, the Browns against the, – where the Browns beat the Houston, which, I mean, I think I had them – the Browns covering by 12 or something like that, and they just couldn't cover. Yeah. I would have thought they would have. But uh, Tyrod Taylor, who uh, I think rushed for a touchdown and threw for one, and then he was injured, and in came Davis Mills, mm-hmm. uh, which was the rookie. I think he's the rookie that played at uh, Stanford, and he's the one that, if you remember when, if we go back to the um, earlier podcasts, he was the one that I thought perhaps the the Bears would make a run at in the uh, um, the late rounds, right? I thought you know we're not going to get one of the big quarterbacks, so yeah, we're going to get one of those. you know maybe we'll you know if you were looking for a late round guy, Davis Mills is a guy that could probably be somebody to go after. I was thinking fifth or maybe sixth round. He went like in the third round. I think Houston took him. Well, he came in today. He didn't play very well. <laughs> he did throw a touchdown pass, but he also threw a pick and he struggled a bit. Yeah. Um, so the young quarterbacks, uh, Trevor Lawrence actually as well, did not play well today. I think he threw a few interceptions as the, uh, you know, Jacksonville got, got smacked around today yeah. as well. So, so that's kind of, you know, the, that's what stood out to me is, is just the, you know, I keep an eye on them rookie quarterbacks and who knows if field's going to be coming in here pretty soon, then you're going to see them all pretty much out there except for Trey Lance, the guy out there for the Niners. So. Yeah, and they barely won today, but they're two and zero. Seventeen, they won seventeen to eleven against the Eagles. Um, yeah, they, yeah, no, I think this week's had some really good games. Patriots over the Jets, twenty five to six. Broncos over the Jaguars, twenty three thirteen. One, you know what we should have predicted? One will um, Trevor Lawrence get his first win? Do you think he'll get it this year or next year? I thought he was going to have it last week. <laughs> that was when I predicted he was going to win is in the first game of the year. But I think it's obvious looking at the the Jaguars that, that Urban Meyer's got his work cut out for him. There's no question about it. That team defensively is not as good as it has been in years past. And, you know, Trevor Lawrence, as good as that kid has been in his career, I mean, never having lost a regular season game ever in, in his yeah. lifetime. Yeah. 
to you know come in here and now he's zero and two in this in the the final chapter of his 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 uh, NFL career, right? Or I'm sorry, his football career, right? Yeah, he's his football gone career. through the high school, he's gone through the college, and now he's in the NFL. Is presumably his last run, and he's you know zero and two. Um, you think so, that's going to mess but, with them a little bit? I mean, this I, guy's never lost. That's that's it makes you wonder if if Meyer has what it takes from a coaching perspective to help handle that, right? Because absolutely it's going to have some impact. But you have to almost kind of level your expectations, yeah. you know, and and help that kid understand that okay, look, this is you literally just broke out of the gate in a long race. I mean, you're going to be in this league for year upon years upon years upon years. Don't let the first two games get you down. Um, you know, it's it's more than likely that Jacksonville is going to probably have some high draft picks over the next couple of seasons yeah. to hopefully build a, a decent cast around yeah, Lawrence and put absolutely. him in a position to do well. So, Well, the other game that was pretty interesting out there was the Vikings at Arizona Cardinals. That was another yeah. nail-biter, bro. You see the end of that one? Jeez. Did you see the end of that one? No, no, I didn't. He missed a 37-yard field goal as time expired. The kicker for uh, uh, the Vikings. Yeah, yeah, they came back and they wow. he put him in. They put him in. Kirk Cousins put him in position to win, and uh, the Cardinals held on after a missed field goal, and it was it was wide right. Jeez, which is good for us. It's good to see division teams lose. I mean, the Bears, the Bears, uh, regardless of what happens tomorrow night, will be tied for first place. Um, with either the Lions or the Packers, most likely the Packers, and you're going to see a couple of teams in the NFC North zero and two. You know, I, I surprised the Vikings are off to an zero and two start, but yeah, that was good for us. Well, they were they started the second quarter twenty to up twenty to seven, and then Arizona comes back, actually takes the lead at the end of the third, or actually Arizona takes the lead twenty four twenty three by the end of the third. And then it's like interception, touchdown, interception. Like yeah. it's like crazy. Like what a crazy game. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. Minnesota and, drove nine plays, 58 yards, took 209 off the clock, and it comes down to a 30, what did you say, a 37-yard field goal missed right? Yeah. Yep, yep. And they lost, what, by one? Yeah, 34-33. What a game. I, I will say, though, that you know how we, we really beat up the NFC East last year? We called them the NFC Least and – yeah, you know, the winning the division the division winner that came out of there I think was Washington and there were teams that were five and ten, you know the Giants or Eagles or somebody was five and ten and was still in a position to potentially win the um, the conf or the division and yeah. make it into the playoffs. Right, yeah. it, was, it was that bad. Yeah, we may be looking at the opposite with the NFC West this year. You look at the Niners and the Rams, the Cardinals, and then the Seahawks. Those those Four teams are four of the probably four of the top teams in the NFC. You know, you take other than Tampa Bay, you'd have to say you're looking at the the top. The, you know, they're in four of the top five. Yeah, I mean, just Seattle getting the loss today. Um, you know, but overall, you know, you look at how well and they could have had Stafford the Stafford in the Rams. Yeah. yeah. He, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Seattle. Seattle absolutely could have won that game. Yep. And you could have looked, you could have been looking at all four teams in that division starting out two and zero. Which you know I don't know if that's ever happened before, but um, you know that's going to be something interesting to watch 
I don't think, and the Seahawks actually will be at Minnesota next week before they travel to San Francisco and they start getting into those division games. They got back-to-back games against the the Niners and the Rams, you know. So these teams are obviously going to start beating up each other. But that was um, that was something that I thought was interesting when I looked at the stats before the podcast. Here, I'm like, wow, that this is those those are four really good football teams in the NFC, and yep. I mean, there you go. I would say, look at look at AFC West. Vegas is two and zero. Denver. Who would have thought Denver would be two and zero? Schedule and Kansas <laughs> schedule, and then Kansas City's currently playing right now, so they could be two and zero, or they could be one and one. And Los Angeles Chargers just lost today, or did they win? Did the Chargers win? No, they lost. No, the right? Chargers. No, the Chargers lost to the Cowboys. So there we you just go. Talked about it. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. You you could have had another AFC West that would have had all all the teams two and zero. Everybody in the West, then. I mean, just look at the West in general, then. Right. Yeah. I mean, let's say the Chiefs. Let's say the Chiefs do hold on and beat the Ravens. So that division is going to be seven and one, and the NFC West is seven and one. So you're looking at fourteen and two out of the eight teams out in the in the western part of the country. That's that's pretty damn impressive. Yeah, it's very that's going to be now. You know, granted, they got to all beat the hat crap out of each other because they got to play each other twice. But you know, I t- we talked about the Raiders. The Broncos are going to sputter out. All right, um, but we talked about the Raiders and Chiefs. I think the Raiders certainly can compete with the Kansas City in the AFC West. It's going to be that's going to be a fun to watch. Um, and when you you know Kyler Murray is playing out of his mind right now, yeah, out of his mind, he can easily give Arizona a chance to win. Stafford looks to be the missing piece with the Los Angeles Rams. The 49ers are not going away. Their defense has played played well, um, and the Seahawks are the Seahawks. Anytime you got Russell Wilson strapping on a helmet behind center, you're going to win football games. So uh, this is this is already going to be a fun season, even with the NFC North literally only having one win, and it's by. The Bears, <laughs> right now, as of right now, that? and then Green as Bay, as of right now, Green Bay, Tomorrow, Detroit. Yes. Now, yeah. granted, they could tie, and the Bears could still be the Gosh, only team to win. That would be and pretty it, awesome. <laughs> as long as Devontae Adams has like five touchdowns, but we got to like throw it. out a little smack, and we talked a little bit about it earlier. So we got to make sure that this uh, this truck keeps blowing by. You know that. Too, meep, oh yeah. And if we don't, you know, if we don't, we don't smack somebody, then, then it's not really. Who are we smacking? You got to smack the the NFL refs, dude. It's the no fun uh, league. We we kind of mentioned yeah. it earlier. Yeah, should have bust out the truck. That's right. Well, though it's not their fault, though it's the stupid owners, dude. It's the owners and the. It doesn't matter. They didn't have to call it if they didn't want to. There's a lot of times they 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 pick their flags up and say, "No, we're not going to call that." Hey, well, how about, did you see that play with, now, Robert Quinn, okay? You, you, you made me think of him because of the bus, and every time I hear that horn, I think of Robert <laughs> Quinn because he should be run over every week. He has but only one move, He dude. finally finally got a sack today. Yeah. Um, he, he actually got away with a hold out in the, out in, when he was in pass protection. They, they missed that opportunity, but Joe Burrow running to the sideline, did you see this? And he sees Robert Quinn coming at him, and Burrow eyeballed him all the way in, and as soon as Burrow hit the sideline, he tensed up, like put his arm down next to his body, and Quinn just kept running and ran right into him and knocked him down. And, you know, it was a incredibly big acting flop by LeBron Burrow, you know, to, to see him do this freaking thing. 
but Quinn idiotic. It was he had plenty of time to pull up. He should have easily seen what Burrow was doing. And you know what? If it was Fields or Dalton that did that, I'd say bravo, great job on on sucking him in yeah. and getting him to make a stupid play. Because it was a dumb, dumb, dumb penalty. So every time Quinn, it's like Jackson. Anytime these guys do something good, it's like they do something bad. And I get it. I know this is a fast-moving game and shit happens. But stupid th- stupid decisions, when you do stupid things, that's what help makes your team lose. You know what else is a fast-moving thing? The truck. Nice. Well, refs, and obviously we got to bust on Quinn one more time. There you go. <laughs> they get run over. So quickly, we're just going to uh, just talk a little bit of fantasy football. We are in week two of fantasy football, and I've got to get my stats up for my fantasy. I don't need too much stats. Right now, uh, Team Monday Morning Couch Potatoes has beat Y-Town, Pennsylvania, 146.8 to 105.48. And by the way, I still have one it's more over? player to go. Oh, he, like he doesn't have anybody? No, he has nobody. Oh, yeah. Then and that's I still an have, easy one. I still have one more player to go. Uh, Brand, we'll leave yours for last because I think it's interesting. Wolfpack, Wolfpack. That would be one of our friends, uh, Corey. And uh, Let Russ Cook, who is Brett, is currently has won that uh, second game series, 134 to 111. And then well, Cook had TJ Lockett, and unfortunately for Wolfpack, he had Arizona's defense, gave up 34 points. I know. He was really banking his whole uh, money on Kyler Murray, which he had, uh, but it just it wasn't enough to... Uh, well, he did great. He threw a couple picks, though. That that hurt him a bit, but it still wouldn't have made up for 23 points. Jesus. And the, and the guy that crushed me last week, your son, <laughs> Kevin... He oh. he crushed me last week, dude. He had 187 points. This week, uh, not he doesn't even break 100. Not so much. He's uh, <laughs> break 100. Yeah, 92.12. Welcome to my level, there, uh, Kevin. Uh, and Jay still got Aaron Jones tomorrow night. He's gonna be able to rack it on and stack it against him. Jesus, <laughs> 133 to 92. Looks like the Babs is gonna go two and zero. Oh. In our division, and then last, uh, not necessarily last, no, but not, not no, least. we got one more. I know yeah. we've got Vegas Williams against Team Thanos right now. It looks close, but I don't know if, yeah. So, so Vegas Thanos is done, and Vegas Williams has TJ Hawkinson in Detroit tomorrow, and he needs so Steve needs him. If he gets just over six points, it's over, which he's probably projected. Oh, I'm sure he's projected, yeah, higher than probably like seven For or eight seven points or as a tight end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's, he's probably, probably projected a, to lose, but. He's probably a 50, uh, Kevin Williams is probably a 53% uh, opportunity to win. There you go. And then we have to talk about Brand Dogs Dogs against Dallas Dingleberries. Uh, once it's again, Dallas Dingleberries has one player left. He's sitting at about 115.7, and he's going against 147.1. Yeah, I'm going to need about a buck 50 and two touchdowns out of Devontae Adams tomorrow. So, as much as I hate the Packers, you need 30 for him. You need 32 points. Well, look at Cooper Cup. He got me almost 37 points with nine receptions, a buck 63, and two scores. So, I need him to do something like that. 
you got Aaron, Aaron Rodgers coming off arguably his worst performance ever. I don't know if you saw the little blurb that said, if you hiked the ball and threw it into the ground every time, you would have had a better rating than what Aaron Rodgers had in that nice. game. Legitimately, that's true. Um, which makes the rating system seem kind of strange. But anyway, um, he's coming off that game going against a Lions team that is just horrible. The Packers should win 50 to nothing. Now watch. They won't, but they should. And as long as it's Devontae Adams scoring all those touchdowns, then, hey, <laughs> I might get my might get myself a W. So you're going to be rooting for the Green Bay Packers then tomorrow? No, no, no. I'm going to be rooting for Devontae Smith, and then I'm going to be rooting for the uh, – Who's I mean, Devontae I, Smith? I got to root for the Lions. I'm sorry, Devontae Adams. I was thinking Devontae Smith for the – for the Miami Devonte Adams, you should Whatever. root for Devonte Smith. No, I'm gonna no. I, you know what? Shut up, stupid. And what's sad is is uh, Brando Dogs Dog or Brand Dogs Dogs. His bench is it's not bad. His bench <laughs> yeah. alone has scored ninety five point seven eight points, which <laughs> would beat your son's. Which would beat Kevin. Which would beat Kevin. <laughs> Hey, I will say one more, one quick thing before we go. The pigskin pick them. The dingleberries are in first place, baby. What? Yep. 16 and 14. Beating Bots Bacon and Zach Babs, who are tied at 15 and 16. Beating the Monday Morning Couch Potatoes, who are 14 and 16. And then Jay Babs at 13 and 18. He had a rough week. What, what did you, what, what do you have for first? I'm 16 and 14. Damn. Straight cash, homie. And this and obviously course, and of course Kevin forgot to make his picks, so he's four and twelve. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't do his he forgot to do his picks. Well, for, let's just make whatever. sure so, everyone understands those picks are with the spread against the against spread. Against the spread. Yeah. There you go. And I'll tell you something. We here at Monday Morning Couch Potatoes really appreciate everyone that's listening out there, and we do uh appreciate uh, the the long and lengthy uh, listens, and also, if you want, you can hit us up on our website at um, Monday morning. Don't you usually say potatoes. that at the end? No, well, I'm getting close. The music's to the end. playing. Yeah, yeah, I know. Just I'm just doing a little personal, you know, response here. Oh, I know. Isn't that nice? Yeah, just hit us up at MondayMorningCouchPotatoes dot com. Actually, you can email us at info at MondayMorningCouchPotatoes dot com. Rock so, and roll. Rock and roll? What is that supposed to mean? Are you almost it's, out of here? Is that what I'm I'm hearing? out of here, baby. I'm like my beer's empty. I'm ready to roll. Huh. There's one sip left. Well, you have been listening to Monday Morning Couch Potatoes. Visit our website at MondayMorningCouchPotatoes.com. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at MM Couch Potatoes. Listen, this podcast doesn't make you any smarter than you already are. The Monday Morning Couch Potato Podcast is for general information purposes only. All I got to say is thanks for listening, potato heads. Unless that tight end falls off the bus and breaks his leg, Steve loses again.